Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. People of Earth, the following podcast is not real. Yes, this is a podcast, not a virus. You don't delete it, you listen to it, and then you delete it. And we won't lock up your computer and demand ransom. Rather, we'll temporarily distract your computer and then beg for like 1% of a standard ransom. And that's called a Patreon. Then, afterwards, your computer won't be broken, but your ability to imagine careful layered storytelling will be. All in all, not a bad deal. However, if you're looking for something with a little more efficiency and narrative thrust, maybe just go ahead and download a virus. But if you're still on board, sit back and enjoy the show. from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, this is everything you need to know. Seven years, three months, and one week ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I used that to upload this podcast recorded here in the tavern, the strange familiar, in the town of Nibblebottom, at the base of the unnameable mountain, in the magical land of Foon. And I'm joined... Um, that was lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank that you, was you really so. nice. I, I don't think I've ever heard you get through your introduction uh, without being interrupted or or undermined or... Um, sure. Or made fun of. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because I think there's nothing ruder than interrupting someone when they're doing their bit. You know, when they're doing their spiel, when they're they're saying their thing that's important to them, and I agree. I'm going to say important to others as well. Mm. Well, uh, obviously, I am Dorisu, a big fat meaty bag of sorcerer crap. Uh, yes, you are my co-host Dorisu, and this is a kind of weird. Chunt Chunt's not here this week. What? I yeah. thought he was that candle. You thought this candle on the table was Chunt. That's why I mentioned that, because I thought, oh, the candle didn't interrupt or undermine Arnie in any way. Hmm. What's going on? What's wrong with Chunt? And now that you mention it, over the last hour as we were getting ready for the episode, you were having a lot of strange interactions with that candle. 
Yes, oh yes, I I was asking it about its dating life and uh, asking it about Eggy Baby and just like just wondering what's going on with the candle. I like it's an opportunity to to connect with my friend and it felt like he was really giving me the cold shoulder. So I thought, fuck him. Look, Sean got that lead on Eggy Baby, so he headed off on a he asked us if it would be all right if he took just right. a little bit of time off. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. And I assumed that Chunt had transformed himself through his shape-shifting abilities into that very candle right there. Candle, I apologize to thee. I spoke to you of issues that you care not about and only issues that would have affected Chunt. How is thine wick? How is your waxy body holding up? And how do you feel? I'm okay. Well, oh, good. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. hey, so, that's not Chunt. But that that's not just a candle. I mean, you, you, I don't I don't think you should assume that and say something is just a candle. Are you a candle, sir? Yeah, just a candle. Ah, uh, see? See, Ani, you shouldn't assume things. Well, uh, it was wonderful talking to you, and uh, my apologies for speaking to you about things that uh, were not within your uh, field of purview. Blow me out. I think, I think that Kid. was the end of him. <laughs> oh, God. He's... Huh. Okay. Well... I honored his last wishes. For a second, I was worried it was a sex thing, but no, it was just that candle wishing for death, I guess? I, I, I don't know. I suppose we could find out later. Uh, but right now, I, I'd rather know about you, Arnie. Uh, it's, it's been some time since uh, you and I have had the opportunity to, uh, to speak one-on-one, even though, uh, even though I'm new here. To the tavern, relatively. Yeah, he's new. He's Dorisu the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorcerer? Sure. Dorisu the Sorcerer, in no way related to Usador the Wizard, who sadly died. We all know that. Ani. Yeah? How long do I have to pretend to be Dorisu? That's a good question. That's what, look, I know that we basically mostly just speak freely here in the tavern about stuff that's supposed to be a secret, but right, right. why don't we... Yeah. Chunt's not here. Let's let's get out of the tavern and let's go for a walk. And maybe we can talk a little bit more freely about what's going on with you. Like, I want to ask that exact same question. How long you have to be Dorsu? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Wait, are we going to take turns? Like, at some point, I have to be Dorsu? Not a bad idea. Not a terrible idea. That's true. Uh, All right, here. Let's grab my mic. Okay. Hey, everybody. We're just going for a walk. Nothing suspicious about us leaving the tavern. Yes, concern yourselves not with this. Uh, we shall be back forthwith. And if Trunch shall return uh, in our absence, tell him that uh, we died. <laughs> that will confuse him. <laughs> That's true. He'll be like, again? Right. Have you died? Mm. I've died a couple times, I think. Yeah, I was pretty close to death. Like, did it count when I got stabbed with that obsidian sword? Oh, yes, you were on death's door, and you certainly transferred to different bodies, mm-hmm. uh, which I suppose is quasi-religious to some people. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, but I think you're... Uh, you seem fine to me. Oh, it is nice out today. Tis. We should go outside more often. Ah, certainly. Why, uh, that... The town of Nibblebottom is one of the most wondrous and beautiful places in all of Foon. A quaint in its in its delightful hamlet charm. Uh, why, there's the tannery. And there's the baker. And there is the town square with children laughing and playing. 
as the sun begins to set and their mothers call them back home for dinner. Dinner time! Oh, and hey, Wizla! Oh, hey, Wizla! Hi, guys! You got a wish for me? Oh, hi, Mark. You know, we've only been here a little while, but I really have grown a lot of affection for Nibblebottom. Oh, yes. I mean, of course, it's hard not to think back to those salad days of living in Hog's Face. Or before that, when I spent some time in Skur, or the many oh. years that I lived in the, you know, in the in Northeastia, or, or the years before that when I was in the Great Halls of Tarakis, and then you know, Usador, we, we, you've never really talked that much about what you had going on before I met you in Hogsface. I guess I assumed you were just mostly always in Hogsface, but I guess that's that can't be true. Oh no, I only I only settled down in Hogsface uh, a few years before you arrived. Uh, uh, maybe 15 years, 20 years, uh, a very what, brief time indeed. I mean, why? Why did you settle down in Hogsface at all? I I sensed that some great magical convergence was about to take place there. I certainly sometime within the next 10 to 30 years. <laughs> and then a portal opened, and a man from another world appeared, and I was justified in my decision. How often are your predictions of things... How long do they have, a, like, a 10 to 15-year window of when they might happen? I mean, I usually hedge my bets and say, if this doesn't happen in 50 years, I'm just moving on. Where were you, be- right, like, right before Hog's Face? Ah, I spent a long time in Skur. My favorite, Skur buzzards. Buzz, buzz. What was your life like in Skur? It's so weird. It's like running into your teacher at the mall. Like, Usador, what was your life like? Uh, that was a big potion period for me. Oh. I was really into potions and figuring out different potions, trying different potions. That included some salves and and some poultices as well, of course. You know, just sort of like mixing things mm. together, sort of putting them together. Okay. Got set sure. spellcraft aside a little bit and thought, what if I just focused on the elements around me and if I could put them together into different formats so that I could then control everything. Oh, I see. So you were boring then, too. Uh, well, I, I don't know if that's fair, exactly. I, I certainly had long-term plans. Like, defeating the Dark Lord was always still important mm. to me. Mm-hmm, hmm Okay, how about this reverse chronological order? Before Skur. Okay. Where were you, where were you before Skur? Well, I was living in Northeastia at the time, and uh, at that time, uh, King Belaroth's father, uh, King Sebastian Belaroth, Oh, so you mean uh, Albane Belaroth's father, not Tom Blaine Belaroth's father. Yes, exactly. Uh, that reminds me. Al- Albane's alive. Like, uh, yeah. We for, kind of forgot to follow up on that. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Sebastian's alive. No. No, that's why I had to leave. Never mind. Mm, okay, well, hey, uh, if if you're kind of inferring what I think you're inferring, don't bring that up with Tom Blaine the next time we see him. No, 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 certainly not. It's weird. Almost anyone we meet could be Albane Belaroth in disguise. That's very true. I mean, I haven't seen him in many years. Uh, of course, he, they, they, the family always bears a strong resemblance to one another. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, very uh, very pronounced, uh, striking ears and noses mm. that you really can't miss. Very handsome. I'm not, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting they sure, are sure, too sure. large for their face. Why, so, someone would say statuesque. Okay, Usador, you're obsessed with these vague details about this family's faces. 
I get it. Well, I just, I'm just saying that, you know, uh, Sebastian died under mysterious circumstances, and uh, I was blamed, uh, but there was no proof, so they just asked me to leave. Hmm. What were you doing in Northeast at the time? Oh, I was working for the king and queen at the time and uh, trying to help them uh, devise plans to defeat the Dark Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, or rather, conv- trying to convince them. Uh, I wasn't really working for them so much as I... I was often uh, outside the court, you know, saying, Please listen to my cries! Within the next 50 years, I think something's going to happen! So you were pretty much doing the same crap there as well. It seems yeah. like you just kind of go to different places, rant about the same stuff... And then eventually you are forced to move on because either they think you killed somebody or you blow up the whole town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's right. Huh. Well, well, we're talking an awful lot about me, Arnold. What about yourself? Uh, I know that you had a full life in uh, Chicago before Mm -hmm. you appeared here in Foon. Uh, I suppose, um, what do I know? Yeah, what do you know about me? Got a creative writing degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, a master's of fine arts in creative writing. Master's of fine arts. Oh, what, a, what a wonderful title. Now, what I've always wondered is, why don't you say that every time you introduce yourself? Oh, like my title every time? Yeah, sure. Why not? If I'm being totally honest with you, I worry people would interrupt me. I understand. It happens very often on our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, follow me up these steps here. I... You know, I am sensing some powerful magical energies coming from the mountain. And I say, yeah. I say it's been lovely walking around the town with you, but why don't, why, don't we, why don't we take a short hike up the side of the mountain and see what we discover? Because I strongly believe that within the next few decades, something terrible is going to happen at this mountain. Within the next few decades? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be ready. Yeah, let's walk out of the town a little bit. Like, I love Nibblebottom, but... We just walked past the Cooper's store or whatever, and it is kind of depressing to me because the Cooper mm. died, and, you know, I wasn't able to stop it, so. Yeah, that that was a tragedy. Uh, did you ever figure out, uh, are you the Cooper now? Oh, jeez. I hope not, because I haven't been doing anything since the Cooper died. Look, I loved helping out the Cooper, even though I'm still not 100% sure what Coopers do. Mm, there's know. just so much drama in the world of Cooping. Really? Yeah, I mean, King Cooper got mad at the Cooper for losing all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he sent a Cooper after him. A Cooper trooper? No, worse than that. Like a, a Cooper. A young version of himself <gasps> that was sent into the future to kill him with a blunderbuss or something like that. Terrifying. You know, a Cooper. Yes, yes, of course. Obviously. Uh, well, here, uh, take my hand. It's, there's no a... questions? No further questions? No. <laughs> take your hand? Okay. Uh, yes, here, I'll help you up this uh, this craggy bit here. Uh, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a path in front of us here that okay. shall take us part way up the mountain uh, before we have to do any more uh, actual climbing. Wait, actual climbing? Well, I'm not certain, uh, but if we head in that direction, it will eventually become steep. Okay. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break, and I'll catch my breath after stepping over that crag, and when we come back, we're going to climb up into the unnameable mountain and find its secrets. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. 
Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. So then, before Chicago, I was in Arizona, mm-hmm. and. I watched a lot of TV there. Ah, yes, TV again. Before Arizona, I was actually in Chicago, and I, and I watched a lot of TV, TV that time in Chicago, too. Yeah. And before that, I was in Arizona. Uh, a lot of TV. That was a high TV-watching TV yeah. period. Before that, I uh, was honey, in Southern honey. Ohio. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, here's the thing. Now, it sounds to me like you move from town to town, mm-hmm. and then for a number of years... You watch a lot of TV yeah. until somebody's murdered or the town blows up or something. Except for someone being murdered or the town. Look, I've got to say, I've only been in one town that I had to leave because the whole town got blown up. And that's Hog's Face. Oh. oh so that not, was your fault. Not in America Earth. No, no, no. Not in America Earth. Okay. Well, uh, well, I, that, I mean, it's arguably my fault. It's arguably one of my greatest feats. But I get it. Point taken. I go from place to place, and I do the same crap over and over again. And yes, if there was television in Foon, I would have fucking watched a lot of TV in Hog's Face, and a lot of TV in Northeastia, and a lot of TV in Nibblebottom. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, and on one hand, I, I am being somewhat critical. And I apologize mm-hmm. for that, because Breaking Bad sounds quite intriguing. It's good, and I just I heard they did a spinoff, and like, how could the spinoff be good? But I bet it is somehow. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's such a uh, the bar is so high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can I tell? Can I confess something to you, Usador? Yes, please. You know, in my room at the Strange Familiar in Nibblebottom, I I drew a TV on the wall, and sometimes uh-huh. after I go up to bed. I just sit in front of it for a couple hours and just stare at it. Oh, it's very relaxing. That's well, that's good. Uh, does anything happen? No. I think we should probably use some magic to make some mm. something happen. If you want. Well, I mean, sometimes I like try to imagine there's a show, but then I end up like first I imagine like an interface to pick what show I'm gonna watch because I don't want to just like 
would be exhausting to imagine channel surfing. So I just kind of like imagine like scrolling through being like, what do I want to imagine? Do I want to imagine a comedy? Do I want to imagine a drama? And eventually I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. I have just spent an hour entertaining myself trying to pick something from the menu. Well, that's that's rather commendable. Uh, it sounds as if you are allowing yourself to relax on a floating stream. Yeah. You sort when you go to bed, what what do you do in your room? I drink seven deadly poisons. What? I drink seven deadly poisons, and then I drink the seven antidotes. Because, but I don't. But I always mix up the order so that I don't know what I'm getting when, to, just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes I have a, a little snack, like a piece of uh, piece of uh, banana bread or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I. Them sad about uh, Maya Manana after I eat sure. that banana bread, and yeah. then uh, and then usually I cast a spell that cleans the uh, the house or room that I'm staying in at the time, and the and the broom comes to life and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's it sweeps along the floor and cleans the floor, and the bucket sort of bounces along, and some birds come in and they take the ribbons and they they help take off my robes, and then I and then huh. I lay my head down upon the pillow. And I dream, I dream of, oh, those sweet times past with my best friends in the entire world, Arnold, Sean, oh, okay, sure. Genevia, and yeah. April Fuels, and all the wonderful times we've had together. Yeah, that's Arnie. That reminds me, Usador, why do you drink all those poisons? Like, you can't die. Like, uh, well, but I just want to know what's going to happen. Sure. So I uh, I just want to feel the sensation uh, uh, of going through that process because I, I I will not die but I can feel pain. Sure, that's true. Has it been weird for you pretending to be dead? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's hardly the first time I've pretended to be someone else. Uh, I have many gnome de plumes and uh, many other lives that I live in parallel to this one. Uh, but, you know, um, it is hard to not be Usador and to wear this multicolored coat and this mm. orange vest and these shoes that curl up with the toes at the end. Yeah. And Although, this, little, this little skull cap. I don't like the little skull cap. Yeah. I like the big pointy hat with the brim. Mm. I don't know. I just think you need a little fan art so you can kind of see yourself. Like, uh, enough Dorisu fan art to, like, really get you, like, some perspective on how you're looking. Yes, and and I was a little self-conscious uh, the first time uh, I came down in my new uh, garb, and you and you said, Oh, look, it's Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I thought to myself, I don't know who Joseph is. Yeah, I, and I sang all those songs to you from you that sang, musical. Uh, I, that was beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, uh, honestly, I, I wish you would do it again sometime. Yeah, me too. I'll just have to because I definitely know all of them. Oh yeah, or, or any of them. But was, I get what you're what saying. What was the one? Wait, no, no, no. Hang on. What was the one uh-huh. that went? They went. Oh, the coat. I love your coat. I can't wait to keep looking at your coat. I, th- yeah. I thought that one was really good. Yeah, and then there was that one that was like, "You look like a sack of shit in that dream coat." 
I was saying that one to you like a dozen times. I, well, that one was a little hurtful, but mostly I. I was. It. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But it's just I part of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that about you. It's just that your beautiful coat reminded me of that show and it made me want to sing that song about he, how you look like a piece of crap in that dream coat. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah I understand. It's sure, from sure, the sure. show. It still hurt my feelings. Well, and also, Usador. Let's be honest. Doris is pretty much Usador. What? Yeah, it's just like you fucking moving from town to town. It's just like you put on a different coat and you're just doing the same crap. Well, same crap, different coat. Well, uh, I I think it's quite a convincing disguise, and that's why I've opened a little, a little stand uh, next next to the tannery in town. It's just a little shop where I enchant things for money, uh, just to you know really establish the persona of Dorasu. Hmm. Yeah, let's not talk about the tannery. I'm so depressed that the tanner was killed. Oh, yes. Uh, very sad. Before his time. Yeah. Well, uh, I I just wanted to point no out... No questions about how the tanner died? Mm-hmm. We no all question. know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's not go into it, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have any details. You don't have any details? I thought we just <laughs> said we all knew. Yeah, we. well, I was lying. I was going along with it because you said we all knew. I, he fell off of the cliff... Uh, right outside of town onto a sword. Oh, so ironic. Him being I, a tanner and all. I know. What? I don't... Fucking, I'm bluffing. I don't know what a tanner does. What does a tanner do? They tan leather. Leather goods. If It would have been ironic if he had died choking on a... I don't know, a horse's saddle? But who needs their leather tanned? Everyone. That's 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 leather. That's how you do it. All right. Well, let's just agree that it's sad that DJ is dead. Okay. Agreed. Uh, now, I just wanted to point out that playing Dorsu, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a very subtle character, slightly different than Usador. Sure, sure. What are all the differences between you and Dorsu? Like the the big ones. Let's see. I mentioned the coat, right? The coat and the hat. All the. How about what are the non-physical differences? Ah, ah. Well, uh... Dorsu is a sorcerer, not a wizard. He had to learn mm-hmm. magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's just a big, fat human meat bag. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? He has a long white beard. That's not different. That's a physical thing, anyway. That is true. Yeah. The voice. Like, the voice is so different in my mind. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, say yes. say uh, say something as Usador. And then uh, say wait, the same thing as Dorisu. In one second here, uh, let me use a spell uh, to cut through some of this underbrush here at the base of the mountain. Here, now now we can get through this area. Follow mm-hmm. me, follow me. Well, let's see. Uh, say something as Usador. Uh, well, Usador would say something like, I would say something like... Uh, Behold, enemy in fear, for the light of righteousness is here to smite thee down. And Dorisu, uh, confronting an enemy, would say mm-hmm. something like, Hey, shithead, I'm about to blast your ass. Hmm. Now, how would you, Sidor, say I'm about to blast your ass? Well, he wouldn't. That's the thing. I don't know. I feel like I've heard you say you'd blast an ass. Right? Well, not when confronting an enemy. Sure, if I ate a bunch of chili. Oh, <laughs> I see. So you just have a... Look, there's ass blasting both ways, but you just have a different relationship to ass blasting. Exactly. And now, now you understand. Yes, yes. They're very... They may not sound entirely different, but they sound so different. Mm-hmm. 
Are you prepared to be Dorisu for another hundred years? Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Uh, we've sort of uh, painted ourselves into a bit of a corner, as they say, for we know not what to do with the Dark Lord, and if it were revealed that I had not actually murdered him and not actually ascended to the realms of Ephesius, well, there would be quite a bit of egg on my face. Yeah. Are there... Like, even setting aside the fact that, look, we don't want people to know the Dark Lord is still alive because mm-hmm. it makes his empire crumble all the faster. Setting all of that aside. I mean, things are so much better now. Things seem to be getting better. Yes. I'm getting better reception on the TV in my room. Hmm. That's about it that I can uh, tell. Uh, well, I, I was going to point to the things like uh, the d- armies of darkness retreating mm-hmm. uh, back into the uh, underworld, where even the dwarves have begun to fight back and uh, and uh, strike down But what about the evil the dead? Armies. The evil dead too. Not just the army of darkness. The evil dead too. They have also retreated a little bit. Well, yes. Uh, have you that's... seen? Have you seen the evil dead? Yes, yes. I, I. Well, that's just because we've brought some light into the world. We've made the world sweeter and better. We mm. said to evil, give me some sugar, baby. And they <sighs> took that uh-huh. sugar and decided to retreat back into the dark. Sure, that's true. What about that crime wave? It's a more obscure one. Uh, I mean, I suppose be- being Dorosu is something I can do forever, but it being Dorosu, being Usador, being Susan Doku, it feels like I'm living in a multiverse of madness. Look, I don't want to... I don't want to bum you out. I don't want to get dark, man. But... But if the other wizards found out that you faked your death, would there be any kind of consequences? And if there were, do you have any kind of plan, simple or otherwise, for what you would do then? Well, uh, yes, there would be consequences, most certainly. Uh, here, watch that branch. Watch, watch the head there. Um, there's a lot of undergrowth here at the base of the mountain. Yeah. The vegetation here is very strange. Yes, it is. Almost otherworldly. Uh, yes, uh, but there would be consequences indeed. Uh, certainly, I uh, would be stripped of my powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the essence of me that uh, was originally uh, pulled from another realm as a being of light before I had this fleshy form would be returned there, and uh, the fleshy version of me would be made to suffer for, oh, I'd say... 50 years or so uh, before um, I was murdered, you know. Um, but, so you'd be tortured for 50 years and then murdered? Well, uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, uh, knowing Genlevia and Spintax and, and all the rest, uh, uh, they will probably be quite cross with me. And uh, my only plan really is if we are really backed into a corner and I, we haven't thought of some way to redeem ourselves and to set things right then I suppose I just have to blast their ass. Yeah. So wait, are you saying that as Usador or as Dorisu? Well, when you take on a role, Arnie, it, mm-hmm. it all starts to blend together, and you really, sure. it's, it really blurs into your life in a lot of ways. Like, boy, I understand that in ways you can't comprehend. Uh, well, uh, well, maybe we should take another short break. It seems like there's a, there's a craggy bit here, and it's getting a little dark. Uh... Ah, uh, we should, uh, uh Galen Lichten Karma, uh, we should be a little careful in this next patch, and, uh, as soon yeah. as we're back, we'll, uh, we'll tell you what we found. Yeah. Quick in the dead. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Man, that sunset is gorgeous. 
grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah, but the character keeps reappearing and says, I'll buy that for a gold piece. It's just sort of a runner inside of Automaton Constable that I find very mm. enjoyable and funny. Okay. I suppose if you want me to, I could figure out a way to have the cock ticklers plays appear on your television. What? Really? Although I don't know. Recordings of live shows, uh, those usually, they just don't have the magic of being there in person. Sure, sure. I Well, I mean, it would just take a little horse's blood if we found an evil horse or, you know, a mm. pop and lock, whatever it took. Yeah. Speaking of blood, why is there so much blood on this trail that we're walking along? Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, that's, it's a dangerous mountain. Uh, it could be bear blood. Uh, or, you know. Uh, that's right. Wisla said that there are a lot of bears, griffins, and scrambles. Yes, and bears and griffins uh, tend to get along, but neither one of them really get along with scrambles because they're, they're basically like low-level demons. Oh. Yeah. Is that thing over there... It kind of looks like an upside-down spider. Is that a scramble? Uh, where are you pointing at? I can't see it. Over, over there. I'm just, I have stuck in my head that rhyme that Wizla told us. Well, okay. If it's on its back with a tail scrambling to get you, that's a scramble. If it's I mean, in a bush that starts with a B, that's a bramble. Well, yes, it does have a tail on its back. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. I'm going to no. blast your ass. Ah! <laughs> oh, I don't think you've noticed just how often you say you're going to blast an ass. Like, it's like one of your top catchphrases. I edited out of a lot of the episodes. Well, I mean, sounds like a t-shirt to me. <laughs> yeah. How many people just want a t-shirt with you and it says, I'm going to blast your ass? Which reminds me, should we make Dorisu merch? Should we really just settle into the fact that you're going to be Dorisu oh. for 50 years? Oh, I suppose so. I, I'd rather not. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I've come to love Dorisu as much as everyone else has. Mm-hmm. But uh, that'd be something, uh, you know, it'd be nice to be myself. And, and it'd be nice to be justified in my return and have in some way redeemed myself from my embarrassment of having almost killed the Dark Lord. Technically, I did mm -hmm. kill him. But uh, then on a technicality, he was still alive, and now we're stuck with him. <sighs> It's very frustrating, Arnie. I must be honest. I'm very frustrated by the whole oh, thing. I'm sure. Like, you did this amazing thing, and you don't get as much credit as you deserve, and... Oh, 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 let's not even talk about the credit. For now, one of my most dread enemies, who I respect, is mm -hmm. getting some of the credit for it. And I'm sure yeah. he's thrilled about it. <laughs> 
he's not thrilled about it. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, uh, this is my lot in life. Uh, I am now Dorsu. Much as you became trapped here in Fu, and I am now trapped in Dorsu. Ugh, don't say it like that. Why don't Cr- you crawled think- right up inside Dorisu, mm, right okay. inside of his skin, and now okay, in that how did you get inside of Dorisu exactly? How did that? What did that process look like? Well, I wrote a long backstory. Oh, and then I thought about my wants, and I really thought, you know, what's going to make this character come to life? And I thought he should be like me, but slightly different. Who are Dorisu's parents? Like, did you pick real people? Or did you just make up people? Yes. Uh, I, I wrote a whole backstory about my entire family tree. Uh, you know, my, my parents are, are Dor and Sue. Mm. Uh, and okay. uh, they... Uh, Sue... Like, does Sue have a last name? Uh, well, her last name is Ooh. Oh, okay. And, in, and no relation to Susan Doku? No, no. Ironically, no. Although I, maybe that was subconscious since I mm. made them both mm. up. <laughs> sure. I, I don't know. So door and ooh. Um, How was it having a door for a dad? Oh, well, Arnie, here's the thing. It's not a literal door. Oh. It's his name is Door, and he is a bedpost. Huh. He fell in love with a human woman. Uh-huh. And they found a way through magic and chicanery to bring forth a life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A woman in a bedpost somehow making a baby. Unfortunately, I can visualize some parts of it. Well, I, I, it's not exactly the course thing that I believe you're thinking of. Uh, it was it was really more an act of love. They really did love each other, and mm. uh, they they went to a witch, uh, and they sold uh, their souls. It turned out this bedpost had a soul in it, uh, <laughs> which the witch said... What about well, the rest of the bed? I'm so sorry to interrupt. What about yes. the rest of the bed? Is it just the bedpost that's alive? Well, it turns out that those were all his brothers and sisters, the other bedposts and uh, mm. and the runners and uh, and the and the flat are they flats? What are those things that like run under the bed? You know, I don't know what the you names don't of know things what that are. Is. That's true. Uh, but anyway, well, we don't have that stuff. The witch discovered that door had been turned into a bedpost many centuries before, and mm-hmm. that he actually had been a human, and his entire family had been turned into this bed by the witch's mother. Uh, and the and the witch said, "I want to undo the wrongs of of my family." And so she turned Dor back into a human and turned the whole bed back into the family of humans. Uh, and then they were able to have a child together. And then that child became Dorsu. And Dorsu was so inspired by this story uh, that he decided to go and learn magic and become a fat magic bag of sorcery meat. So and, then, and I, I hate to sort of obsess on this one detail, but so Dora's entire family is is stuck there right next to him uh-huh. the whole time that he and Sue are just going to town on each other, making I, a baby. I, no one said anything about going to town. Sometimes romantic love, Arnie, mm-hmm. is not about the physical. But making babies is, right? Well, yes. They Wait, have, did they romantically make Dora Sue? No, what I'm saying is he got turned back into a human and then they were oh. allowed to have a baby. And then Dorsu was inspired and became a magician himself. And then he, he went back to his parents and he said, I want you to know that I am so inspired by this magical story that I've spent the last 10 years becoming a sorcerer. And then they sort of laughed at Dorsu and they were like, 
what are you, what are you talking about? That was just a dumb story we made up to tell you when you were a small child. That's the chicanery part. They were just two people. I see. So Doris is a little bit of a buffoon. You know what? I think that's another thing that makes him different from you, Sidor. <laughs> Wouldn't you sorry, agree? I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I do. I do. And I'm so sorry I laughed for a good 30 seconds after that's you right. said that. That's all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, can uh, I say, and I'm not going to call you Dorisu because there's no one around. Can I say you, Sidor? Of course. It's been nice walking around with you, spending some time with you. I just oh. want to make sure that you're doing all right. You, you've been through a lot since we've moved here. Well, yes, and everything's been happening at such a breakneck pace, at least for us, mm-hmm. that sure. uh, it's, it's been hard to, to stop and think about, well, what is next? How do we get out of this jam we find ourselves in? Uh, but I'm certain that uh, one of the guests who comes along will say something yeah. that helps. Although, Usador, please, be totally honest with me. You've led me out into the wilderness by myself for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Are you going to murder me out here? What the fuck is going on? Certainly not. As I said to you, I, I sense powerful magic brewing here at the base of the mountain. And, and here, we can, if you look up, uh-huh. past the clouds, you can just barely see the third peak, the peak closest to town, the shortest of the three peaks. Yeah. And do you feel that? Open, open your mind. Okay. How do I how do I open my mind? Close your eyes. Don't make that noise. Okay. Close your eyes and think. Think about what's in front of you. Be truly in the moment and see if you can feel something that you couldn't see with your eyes. Hmm. Nothing. You see a lot of dancing lollipops. Oh. Hmm. And like a popcorn bucket that's sort of dancing. Okay. And there's a, a soda, like a fountain soda drink that has eyeballs and legs, and it's kind of walking. They're all kind of holding hands. And how does that make you feel? Hungry. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So once you go, go to the lobby. Once you think past the, the hunger. Well, well, mm. Okay, but let's follow that instinct. Sure. Imagine yourself walking into the lobby. Okay. And now what do you see? Mm, let's see. There are bathrooms on one side. There's like a concession stand okay. uh, where you can get mm, lollipops, popcorn, okay. fountain let's say, soda. Let's yeah. say you're. Let's say you're. Sta- do you want some of those concessions? Should you get in the line? I do, but I don't know. I don't want to be late for the movie. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you see when you get to the front of the line. Um, the popcorn popper. Really thought this was going to be some sort of magical revelation, but it seems like you imagine in a movie theater. Oh, I'm so sorry. I stopped trying to access stuff when I got excited about thinking about going getting sure. movie concessions. Sure, sure, sure. I, I could back it up a little bit. Let me kill try. this scrabble real quick with my dagger. <laughs> Those things are not huge, but they're nasty huh. looking. Blasted ass. Uh, well, that's another difference. I carry a dagger, not a sword. Oh. Can I say, I'm a little scared of this mountain. Well, I, I, I am scared, but also intrigued. I, wait, wait, do you see there? Past that bramble, it seems like there's an even darker spot. That's not a bramble, there. that's a scramble. Uh, uh, okay, you blasted its ass. Fried it, fried it alive, blasted its ass. All right. Oh, I also burnt some of the bramble away. Oh, oh, honey. Yeah. There's a cave here. 
Yeah, and there are all these weird runes written along the entrance. Hmm. I don't recognize these runes. Hmm. Oh, if only I could eat them so I could remember them. You yeah. mean you could try? No, oh, I'm sorry. You're no. going to hurt yourself. No, that's a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Here, it does me. seem like, I hate to say it, it does seem like, if you look into this cave, there is a really distant light. Oh, did we both come up here to die? Oh. <laughs> is this the last episode of our lives? Why isn't Chunt here? Shouldn't Chunt die with us? No, no. Isn't that fucking always the way? He'll We're going to die, He'll and then Chunt will live forever, consequence-free, high status. Well, let's walk into the cave. If we're going to die in this cave, we're going to die in this cave. I can't be afraid of magic caves my whole life. Sure, when I was a child, it was okay to be afraid of magic caves. Here, let me let me tap my wand and uh, cast a little light. Gaily lifting common. So you can see as we go. Oh, oh, this is interesting indeed. The, the walls of the cave are so smooth. Yeah. As if they were worn away by years of water running down them in a perfect perfect shape or as if they may have even been carved huh yeah, you're going. a little more interested in walls than I am hmm well it's it's an unusual it, it, it may not be a natural cave it may have been created uh, by forces hitherto unknown like dwarves or it doesn't seem like Dwarven work to me. It's so round and smooth. Dwar- Dwarven work, typically, uh, at least in Foon, is, is noted for its sort of uh, strong, angular, and uh, metallic heaviness. This has an organic feel, almost more like an elf would make it, but uh, elves don't tend to work in stone. Sometimes they mm. precious jewels and metal, but very peculiar indeed. Very mm. peculiar indeed. You know too many things. Do you ever think about... Do you ever think that maybe you know too many things? All the time. Like, do you ever just think, like, I gotta flush some of this information out of my brain? It's like, I don't need to remember the plot synopsis of every episode of Fringe. Oh, and I do. You flush information out? Oh, certainly. Sometimes I, I do a little assessment of what's in my brain, and I say, nope, so long with that. And I just... I take a small piece of paper, and I put it on my forehead... Mm-hmm. And I extract that information, and I see it there, and I read it one more time, and I say, nope, and I throw it away. Huh. What's some information that you flushed out of your brain you don't have anymore? How would I know, Arnie? Okay. How would I know? All right, you didn't fall for my clever trap. Is it just me, or is there kind of like a breeze, a kind of a warm breeze coming from deeper in this cave? It does It does feel hot in here, even though... It was a nice, cool uh, summer evening. I, 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 I do feel that source of heat you're talking about. It's a weird heat. It's kind of familiar, though. It's like, you know, when I was watching TV in Arizona for a few years, in the summers, I didn't have air conditioning in my car one summer, and it was miserable. Like, it was so hot. And I remember, like, being in the car during the summer was like being in an oven. And there's just what? a little hint of that. What, what were you trying to teach the air to do? I wasn't trying to teach the air to do anything. Then why were you conditioning it? Oh. Um, no, I was trying to make it soft. Hmm, soft air. I'll have to come up with a spell for that. If it feels to you like Arizona, I, I suppose. I mean, stranger things have happened on you. Yeah. Perhaps we finally found a way 
back to your world. What, you think this is like a trans-dimensional cave? I mean, I've never seen a cave like it before, and I have no reason to believe uh, it could be anything at the end of that tunnel. There's only one way to find out. Follow me! Let's run! Well, I'm, I'm not gonna run! Oh, can you can you magic a spell to just drag me along? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, cuddle, 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 cuddle. Whoa! Oh, this is nice. Uh, yes, uh, just a little air current pushing us along. Uh, uh, I had to condition the air quite a while to learn to do this. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. it's coming closer. I see something. Ah, it's so bright it's, I can hardly see it all. It's very bright and uh, hot. Is it like, is it gonna, are we going into like lava? Is this a, is this mountain a volcano? I don't believe it is, uh, but it might be a dragon's tail. Maybe it's, maybe it's the heart of the dragon where the fire is contained. Oh, I know not. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Errol. <laughs> I dispelled the air. We're, I think we're coming out of the cave. Where are we? Is this a desert? Arnie. Is there a desert on the other side of this mountain? No, there is not. Arnie, this is some sort of portal. A portal to another part of Foon or another world I know not. Wait, there's something coming. Oh, it's just a horse. Little friend, here. Come to us now. I am friends with the horse lord, Grimhoof, the fifth fastest horse in Foon. Knowest he? Why are you always trying to talk to horses? Not all horses can talk. I know that. Howdy, partners. It's Champ the Horse at your service. What? Champ the Horse? It is a pleasure to meet you. That horse sounds just like Chunt. Chunt, did you fuck a horse? Uh, Nope, sorry. My name is Champ. And actually, yes, I did. But that's typical for me, a horse. Yeah. Actually, can I be honest with you? I'm not really just Champ. I'm Champ the Fourth. Oh. Well. Yeah. See, I come from a long line of horses with consumption. Um, Oh. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. It's not consumption yet. That's just hay fever. Well, well, my name is Usador, and this is my good friend, Arnie. I'm from another world. Wait, we have an Arnie. My best friend's an Arnie. What? And, and, And you, Zador, you look exactly like, you look exactly like Magic Jack Star. What? But I don't look like Arnie? Oh, no, you do, for the most part. I mean, hmm, maybe your ears are slightly smaller. Arnie, I think we've traveled to another world. Another, another world? You guys That's got right. any tumbleweed? I want to get high. Yeah, I'm holding. Wait, you got tumbleweed on you? Yeah, usually. Well, tell you what, you pass me that tumbleweed, and tit for tat, you two can hop on my back, and I'll take you to Hogswood, where we can all have a nice tall glass of beer at the Burgundy Bronco, and you two can meet your counterparts, my friends, Arnie and Magic Jack Star. Uh, oh, this is incredible, Arnie. Uh, uh, yes, champ, we would, we'd love to, Uh, also, we don't want to die in the middle of this desert. Huh, the chun of this world is always trying to get us to ride on him, too. Come on, come on, sit on me. He did say tit for tat. We did walk a lot already in this episode, so, all right. Oh, yeah, just hop on, and actually, I know a little bit of a cheat code. We can get you to the uh, Burgundy Bronco faster. Giddy up! Giddy up! Giddy down! Giddy down! Giddy A, giddy A, giddy B, giddy B, giddy select, giddy start.
what I get for not paying attention to the last season and a half. Another cross-dimensional incursion. Now I have to spend a good five minutes over the next week remembering where I wrote down the coordinates for Cowboy World. So much for rifling through an old magazine next year, I guess. User of the Blue was played by Matt Young. Whizzler the Wind Sprite was played, however briefly, by Jessica McKenna. Champ the Talking Horse was played by Adol Refai. All that waiting just to be disappointed at the end. It's Game of Thrones Season 8 all over again. Hello from the Magic Tavern is an independent production, made possible by a generous donation from the Walton family. Oh, no, wait, we turned down that opioid cash. Made possible by Patreon supporters. Human beings with names like Skip Watts, Eric Spicer, Troy Babs, Danica Pierce, Brian the Red, parentheses, not a joke name or Usador inspired. Usador inspired. There are two words I never heard next to each other. Sue Marsden, Ginny Troy, ship's counselor, Christina Sparks, Andy Mass, Hannah, catbag, catbag. That's dangerously close to copyright infringement on my cat holding device, the cat sack. David Severson, Kathleen. Avery Schwartz, and Joel Miller, written in quotes with an exclamation point, so I amend my earlier read to instead be Joel Miller. Patreon supporters get ad-free versions of new episodes, the entire back catalog of previous seasons, and all the spin-off series like Offices and Bosses, Masters of Mayhem, and Usador's Fetching Quests, plus two completely new bonus episodes each month. Here's a clip of the most recent bonus episode, which appears to be out of character, where Steve Waltine and Kate James drop in to play that game where you name people, but then you can't name certain groups of people. Look, it's more fun than it sounds. Actually, I take that back. This is a fair representation. Just listen to the clip. We're doing it today, and we, oh, to sweeten the deal, we have two very special guests. Why don't they go ahead and introduce themselves? Go ahead. What? No, yeah. you, you first. Why? Because that's just chivalry. Sexist. Sexism. Hi, um, this is Kate James, and I am joined by... Steve Waltine. And uh, for Magic Tavern listeners, Steve plays Tom Blaine Belleroth, and Kate plays so many characters in the Magic Tavern universe. I do. But most notably, several of the Trishas... Who have, I like uh, how you said several of the Trishas. All, all of the Trishas, but se- <laughs> I meant several Trishas who have uh, blighted I like the, idea. the mysterious the, One of the Trishas is Meryl Streep. Yes, but yeah. you, but you have to have guess. To figure but out. you have to, and she's so good, you'll never. I know, and I got to say, she disappears into it. She spent three Meryl, months with me, and Meryl won't stop emailing me, being like, "Please let me get back on the pod. I got a lot more. I want to do a lot more Trisha." I'm like, that oh. is so her. I know yeah. I'm in the minority on this, but it feels like maybe we wasted her on that. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, maybe not that important. Well, it is important. Uh, two of our favorite people, and you also both happen to be married. I wonder how many listeners know that. Reveal. To, to each other, we should clarify. How important is that to you? Yeah, we are married how, how important other. is it to you? <laughs> I remember we both just happened to be married fascinating um how important is it to you that we're married on a scale of one to ten um let's have matt make a poll yes and then i'll answer it this might (laughs) but these are my favorite things well we'll call this not the marriage 
Ah, a little more airtime for another chit-chatting heteronormative couple. Happy Pride Month, everyone! To listen to the rest of that and learn about all the other bonus content, go to patreon.com slash magic tavern. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Niekamp, Matt Young, and Adol Rafai. Post-production coordination by Garrett Schultz. This episode edited by Stefan Dranger. Hello from the Magic Tavern logo by Allard Laban. Magic Tavern theme by Andy Poland. Cowboy World version of the theme song by Eric Chikover. See you back here next week for a return to Cowboy World, something that wasn't requested by anyone anywhere. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.